It is Blitz Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. That means we are waiting momentarily to interface with the Blitz over at Loper and Randy 99.7, uh, where they take all calls, or at least all the calls that get through to the radio station. Looking for yours truly to uh, give them some legal insight into their questions, concerns, and problems. Been doing it for the better part of 10 years with Loper and Randy, and uh, even longer before them. Uh, but uh, the good stuff has been for the last 10 years, to be sure. Um, we're going into Memorial Day weekend, and I should also, by the time you're hearing this, is probably after Memorial Day. That means you probably already got in trouble. Hopefully not. But if you did, uh, no big deal. Just give us a shout upstairs at the law firm, OhioLegalDefense.com, 614-224-6142. You know, I always tell people to uh, put that number in their phone in advance. That way, when you're sitting in the back of the cruiser, when uh, the cops are approaching you, when something really bad is going on, uh, you don't need to look it up. You don't need to think, who is that guy that I always listen to on the Blitz? You can just go right to your phone and click send, 614-224-6142. And what does that get you? Well, that gets you yours truly on the telephone 24-7. So I've got a live service. Their job is to screen calls, get me the emergencies, wake me up, find me, rattle my cage, do whatever it takes to get you the advice you need on the quick. Then once we get the problem stabilized, we can get you in the office, talk about it and figure out how we solve it. Um, obviously everybody knows that this is a podcast cause you're listening to the podcast, but if you got your own questions and concerns or your own thoughts, something you want me to cover, go to lawyertalkpodcast.com. I've been taking questions on the Q and a series going to do one, uh, yet later today, uh, a great question. And, uh, I'll answer it right here on the podcast. That way you don't have to sift through all the other content. You'll know your question is getting answered. You can hear your question, only your question. And if you want to hear other people's questions, you just subscribe to the podcast. So without further ado, it looks like the Blitz is ready. Here we go. All right, so Steve Palmer. Try to tap the our CDC love. or the Department of Health or something to try to um, create an emergency and implement some regulations. But all of that, uh, you know, those are those are two. That's the first threshold question: is who's got the power? And that's going to be either Congress or the president. I think Congress, if anybody or if any entity would have the authority to do anything, it would be Congress uh, and not the president. Um, but either way, no matter which entity tries to act, it's going to have to be weighed against and balanced against the Second Amendment. And, uh, you know, it, we do have that pesky Second Amendment, that Bill of Rights that gets in the way of such things. And if um, if Congress is going to pass a law that abridges somebody's right to bear arms in some way, shape or form, then certainly there's going to be immediate challenges to that on a constitutional basis. And, you know, as a practical matter, you've got uh, the the attempt by either the president or Congress to pass a law. And then you've got uh, sort of the other side, which is how is that possibly going to stop all of this from happening? I mean, I've always said that it would be easy um, to say we could get rid of all gun violence if we could wave a magic wand and get rid of all guns, but we can't do that. You know, just making something illegal or more illegal is not going to impact the outcome. And I think it's, uh, you know, you could say that, uh, well, it just makes sense if we pass a law that bans semi-automatic weapon, semi weapons and there will be less killings with semi-automatic weapons. And uh, But the studies aren't necessarily back and uh, conclusive on that. So, uh, you know, you've got a, a, the power origin first, the constitutional problem second, and then as they analyze all this, is it going to be correlated or related to what they're trying to accomplish, which is uh, fewer school shootings, and which is a noble goal. And, and I, I think people often conflate uh, those like me who would say, no, we've got that Bill of Rights in the way uh, with uh, some notion that we don't care about gun violence, which is total nonsense. Obviously, we all, we all would uh, condemn this and implore uh, whatever safety measures we can. But 
you know, we got to, we got to make, it's got to make sense constitutionally and practically. You can't rent a car from a rental car company until you're 25 years old. Correct. Who could raise the age from 18 to 25 to be able to just buy a gun? Well, if we're going to do that, it would have to be Congress or ATF could try to do it as some sort of administrative regulation. But again, you don't have a constitutional right to bear a rental car. You know, so whenever you're going to, I wish I did though. When I went on vacation, I mean, like it would be, it would be handy. It'd be a lot better, right? If you, if, somebody, if nobody could deny you of that ability, um, so right. there's no right to drive, as it turns out, uh, yeah. constitutionally. Uh, but you know, on on the uh, on the gun side, uh, would raising the age to 25 prevent an 18 year old from procuring a weapon and using it? And the answer is no. I mean, they're going to get it anyway. I mean, they, they got it illegal anyway. They're going to get it. At, what is it? Just really double illegal. And, you know, we can't, we can't legislate out of existence firearms. They're already there. They already exist. So, you know, and again, there's two debates. One, what would be the measure that could prevent this? And two, is it constitutional? All right, let's go to line two here. This is Cal. He has a service tech damage question. Uh, hey, Cal, what's up, man? You're on with Steve Palmer and us, Loper and Randy. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, so my fiance and I recently bought a home. We had all our inspections done. Everything was looking good. And we uh, we're out in the country, so we have a propane tank that services us. The uh, propane company came out, filled up our tank, and for some reason put a lock on our tank, disconnected all of our lines. Uh, 14 calls later, no one's really sure why they ever did that. But when the technician came back out, he got all of our appliances turned back on, relit everything, our stove, our furnace, all that stuff. But water heater isn't coming back on and i've got all these inspection reports saying that it works we've been using it for the last month since we bought the home and now the company's saying well there's nothing they can do it's my fault is this something i can go to small claims over and you know potentially try and recoup the cost of either the repair or the new furnace yeah you certainly could try it now is it a furnace or is it a water heater or excuse me the water heater okay because i say there's, there's gonna be a cost difference there um so i, I you, you Yes, you can go to small claims. That's the short answer. You can go into court. You can file an action for the cost of the repair and or replacement of the water heater. You should have your ducks in a row, though. You should have some diagnostic evidence ready at the hand. So you could you could go into court and say, look, here's what's wrong with this. Here's why uh, it worked before and doesn't work now. And if you don't know that, um, it, you know, you're going to you may have trouble proving your case. Uh, it makes sense that, look, it worked before they came in, did something and then it doesn't work now. But there should be some logical link. I mean, uh, they're going to say, well, look, we didn't do anything wrong. There's a coincidence here, and it's not our fault. Um, so it just it, try to get it diagnosed uh, as as much as you can before you would go into court. And, uh, you know, you might be able to settle this or, or get something uh, resolved. But, look, I don't, I don't know what the cost of a water heater is. I don't know uh, if that's going to be something that is a uh, cost – uh, if you weigh the cost-benefit analysis, whether it makes sense, because you know you're going to have a couple hundred bucks anyway, and filing a small claims action, and then you're going to have your time, you're going to have your effort, and you're going to have the sort of the pain in the backside factor, and um, it may not be worth it. You could install a new water heater for three or four hundred bucks, maybe, and uh, be done with the problem. I'll leave that uh, assessment up to you guys, but uh, sorry, it's happening to you either way. All right. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, Cal. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to uh, text right now. Randy has one for us. Yeah. So these debt collectors are calling my wife's work. They told her boss that we were in debt and that we needed to pay on our car payments. Can we do something about them calling or doing that? Yeah. What you want to do is call. An, or you can call an attorney. You can uh, dispute the debt. You know, there, there's something called the Fair Debt Collections Act. And I, I'm not 
up on all the details of this, but what you ought to do is get somebody to help you negotiate the debt. And, and typically an attorney can write a letter that said, look, we're disputing the debt and or we want to resolve it. And uh, that, that should take care of it. What you don't want to do is have these people calling and bugging everybody like this because it is sort of off-putting. And it could cause bigger problems in your in your other parts of your life. So I would uh, get an attorney. Is it legal for them to do that, though? I mean, can they just call people and tell them that you owe money? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think probably. Um, but I, I, I'm not, this is not my general area, but uh, certainly you want to dispute it, direct all. All right. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, Cal. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to uh, text right now. Randy has one for us. Yeah. So these debt collectors are calling my wife's work. They told her boss that we were in debt and that we needed to pay on our car payments. Can we do something about them? calling or doing that? Yeah. What you want to do is call, an, or you can call an attorney, you can uh, dispute the debt. You know, there, there's something called the Fair Debt Collections Act, and I, I'm not up on all the details of this, but what you ought to do is get somebody to help you negotiate the debt. And, and typically an attorney can write a letter that said, look, we're disputing the debt and or we want to resolve it. And uh, that, that should take care of it. What you don't want to do is have these people calling and bugging everybody like this because it is sort of off-putting. And it could cause bigger problems in your in your other parts of your life. So I would uh, get an attorney. Is it legal for them to do that, though? I mean, can they just call people and tell them that you owe money? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think probably. Um, but I, I, I'm not, this is not my general area, but uh, certainly you want to dispute it, direct all, all uh, communication to an attorney or your representative, and that way that'll stop it, whether it's legal or not. I mean, look, you could say it's against the rules for them to do it, and if it is, uh, when you do call the attorney, uh, the attorney tell that individual, and they may have a course of action in violation of the Fair Debt Collection Act. But uh, if you want to stop it, if you want to make sure it doesn't happen again, go uh, go engage somebody to help you deal with it. And look, if you're in financial trouble, there are other things you can do. I mean, I hate to use that nasty B word, bankruptcy, but uh, that may be uh, an avenue if it's really if you're really underwater on consumer debt like that. So uh, I, I wish you luck. All right, two open lines, 800-821-9970 or uh, just 821-9970 or on text at 99700. If you guys want to talk to Steve Palmer, we'll uh, get you on the line with him. All right, this is from Sandy. An older non-running vehicle that my now-deceased boyfriend had an interest in, uh, but the title was never in his name, has been left in my garage for over 22 years. The title owner is very aware that my boyfriend passed away a year and a half ago. Can I dispose of the car? Uh, yeah, this is a probate question. You know, I, I, I researched this once before for somebody and I think I came to an answer, but I'm hesitant to give it because it's just not my general area of practice. I don't know what the car's worth. Maybe it's not worth anything. Maybe it's worth something. I I have no idea. And you know, you, you use the words dispose of that could mean sell. It could mean junk. It could mean uh, a number of things. So, uh, it, it, you might want to do some research or talk to a probate attorney to figure out what has to happen uh, in the meantime. You know, the Bureau of Motor Vehicles might even have information on their website about how to deal with an abandoned vehicle like this. Uh, but you can't, I, I would say this, don't just get rid of it and uh, and convert it to cash or do something. Get some advice first, um, in, in, at least from the Bureau of, Bureau of Motor Vehicles. You want to be upfront and uh, open and obvious about what you're doing and why you're doing it. So in the Johnny Depp trial, Steve, we saw after Amber Heard was on the stand and she said that, well, she wanted to prevent her sister from being pushed down the stairs like Kate Moss was. And we saw Johnny Depp's attorneys do the yes. Yeah, the, the trial like, lawyer you know, fist pump. 
Yes, the trial lawyer fist pump. Now Kate Moss will be in the courtroom on the stand. Why did why were they so excited on Johnny Depp's counsel, number one? And number two, what do you think that they're going to get out of Kate Moss that's going to be so beneficial to Johnny Depp? Well, my guess here is that Kate Moss had either character evidence or some other inadmissible evidence or testimony that uh, that unless Amber Heard did something to open the door for it, uh, it wouldn't have come in. So I don't I don't know exactly what that what that's going to be. It may be that Kate Moss comes in and says no. Amber, I've seen her. She's crazy. She's uh, done all these things. She's making this up. She's a liar. I know. I know that she's a liar. Or maybe she's just going to come in and just flat uh, say Johnny's a great guy. I, I have no idea. But the fact is, I there must have been some evidentiary ruling, or the lawyers had an evidentiary perception that Kate Moss's testimony would not have been admissible unless Amber heard brought it up in her testimony or in her case. And, you know, we do this all the time. There's a chess match going on uh, when you try cases because um, if you bring in one bit of evidence, it might open the door, so to speak, for the other side to bring in evidence to the contrary. And that's what's happened here. And a lot of times what we have to do is weigh the cost-benefit again on what's the value of bringing in this evidence, knowing that it may create an admissible platform for the other side to bring in evidence that we don't like. And uh, clearly, Amber just got to rambling and made a statement about Kate Moss. And uh, otherwise, the defense had a perception or there might even been a court ruling that Kate Moss wouldn't have been able to testify. So I can only think that it's going to be beneficial because of the reaction, the old fist pump reaction. All right, let's go to line one. This is Chris. Chris, you're on with us, Loper and Randy and Steve Palmer, man. What's your question? Um. I got my daughter in February. Um, she was having problems at her mom's house, and I'd like to try to get some type of custody. Okay, so you, you said you got your daughter or lost your daughter in January? Um, in February. I got my daughter. Uh, she's turned just recently turned 16. Okay. Um, she was having problems with school. Her mom really couldn't handle her at all, um, so she sent her to me. Oh, I got you. And now the school is asking for some type of custody so I can keep her in school for next year. Yep. And But I want to get, like, full custody instead of temporary custody. How do I go by doing that? You got to go to court. Uh, it's, you know, these are, nobody likes to go to court. Everybody wants to handle this stuff cheaply and out of court and or maybe without having to hire lawyers and go through all the rigmarole, but... The, the school is going to want court papers establishing that you are the residential parent for purposes of school. And, you know, if say your ex or the mom lives in a different school zone or school district, rather. And um, so you're going to have a situation where your daughter has to go to school where, where mom lives. You're going to have to go to court, ask the court to, one, make you the residential parent for school. And then, two, if you want to get more than... Uh, some sort of temporary or shared situation, you can ask the court to uh, to grant that also. But uh, the two things are related, but they don't have to be. You could do one without the other. Uh, and the more agreement you have with you and mom, the easier it's going to be. So you could go to court with an agreed order and uh, and just present it to the judge, and maybe the judge just goes along. But if there's going to be a contest, uh, things you know, custody disputes aren't cheap. Uh, they aren't easy, and they're emotionally difficult for everybody, I guess. 
the more agreement, the better. Okay. All right, man. Thanks so much for your call. Appreciate it. Uh, line two, it's Jared. Jared, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Awesome, man. Going great for me this morning. Uh, what's your question for Steve? Well, my question more so was about the school shooting. Uh, is that not appropriate at this point in time? Or? Uh, not really looking to debate it, really. You know, I'm not looking gotcha. to open up that can of worms. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been hearing everybody's comments about the guns, and it's like, when are we going to, you know, when are we going to talk about the real problem, the people? You know what I mean? I think that's what everybody's Mental been, health? Yeah, people have been talking about that. Mental you know health. what I mean? Like, you yeah. know, that you don't ban, you don't ban cars for drunk drivers. You know what yeah. I mean? Hey, you know what, man? I'm, I'm, I don't mean any disrespect, but I just think it's real sensitive for certain people, and I, I, I just don't, I don't want to have a debate about it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I'm not uh, real transparent always on where I stand on everything, and that's mostly for a reason, because I, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt people that are on one side or the other that may enjoy the show for reasons that aren't political, obviously. And I'm just the guy that you ride to work with in the morning, you know. You, what does it what does it matter what i think you know you're I mean, all right i, I love oh, you man you're I all love right you. too we love you I'm definitely not sure. trying to hurt your feelings or be mean or anything we like want that, you, you know? on our show yeah, yeah yeah i want you here man i just I, I want everybody this is a place where we come together not divide you know the questions that i asked for steve earlier were just more formatic type questions you know like uh about the possible uh, federal banning of guns or executive orders and stuff like that so dude i appreciate your sentiment and uh, your, your caring of the country and I really appreciate you supporting the Blitz, man. 30 years, bro. Ooh, We've been around, man. I love it. Right. 10 years for us, which kind of doesn't sound as great up next to 30, but <laughs> it's pretty good, guys. Never had a job this long. Congrats, Lope. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the bottom to drop out at any moment. <laughs> Call Steve to defend me to get my job back. All right, uh, Steve Palmer, each and every Wednesday, you come on here and you give absolute free legal advice. You're a minch. You're a man amongst men. And if they want to get in touch with you off the air, how simple is that? Yeah, it's really easy. 614-224-6142. And, you know, we're going into the holiday weekend, so it's not a bad idea to put that number in your phone. Ooh, and, good point. you know, not a bad idea to, to be safe up front. So everybody uh, take care, take caution, have fun with the family, your friends. Um, but do it safely. If there's any problems, you know how to reach me, 614-224-6142. If you, if you want to put, uh, point your bow in our direction, we're going to be out at Buckeye Lake at Papa Boo's uh, on Friday from That's 2 right. to 4. So if you want to come party, Steve, we'd awesome. love to have you. Yeah, I'm such a party animal. Maybe I'll be out there. You kind of are a party animal. You kind of <laughs> are a party animal. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Palmer. All right. Another great blitz session wrapping up before Memorial Day holiday. Uh, and, you know, a couple things. One, I, I really appreciate how Loper uh, handled the gun debate. He, he Obviously, that's not the forum to have a debate about um, how to solve those problems. And I think when he asked me that question, I always try to give uh, independent, uh, sort of neutral legal thoughts on, uh, on those kind of issues, uh, particularly uh, on the Blitz when I'm talking uh, to Loper and Randy. Now, on my other podcast, however, I do take, uh, I, I have opinions. I take uh, very solid positions. I try to defend my positions the best I can. If you want us to discuss this topic or some other topic, it's easy. Look us up at uh, lawyertalkpodcast.com. I am happy happy to take it on. We're maybe on the round table, maybe as a legal breakdown. Uh, and stay tuned. There might even be some other uh, gun-related podcasts coming up here right at Channel 511. Uh, and that was the first. So here's the second. Uh, again, a reminder to be safe. 
if you had some trouble over the holiday weekend, because you're probably catching this after the holiday weekend, uh, give us a shout, 614-224-6142. Look us up at the law firm, OhioLegalDefense.com. Uh, so until next time, this is Lawyer Talk Q&A with the Blitz off the record, on the air, at least until now.